Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Um, let's start episode 191 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. This question was sent by Eddie. And he wrote quite a lengthy commentary um, about dry acoustics and organ performance. And he asked us uh, to give, you know, our opinion. So we decided to answer this question and discuss this uh, idea about uh, acoustics and organ performance uh, on the podcast, right, Osha? Yes. So let me read it first. He writes, um, Dry acoustics, little if any reverberation with full audience capacity, pose challenging interpretational problems to the performer. Most of the great organ works were composed for highly reverberant rooms such as cathedrals ranging from 3 to even 10 seconds of more. In these rooms, the music is allowed to breathe, naturally leaving mesmerizing and long-lasting memories or impact. It is also technical-wise much easier to perform in these buildings. However, when performing in dry acoustics like most churches and even some cathedrals in South Africa, the organist is confronted with major problems in getting across the music of the composer in a convincing, natural and coherent manner. Um, Some rescue methods to resort to may include. Shortening rests considerably at phrase ends in order to counteract dead or dry breathing gaps and preventing the music to fall apart. Lengthening note values at the end of the phrases to prevent the same as above. Changing or altering the music text not only to achieve a better overall musical realization, for instance, to achieve a better legato when needed, but also to ease very difficult passages technically that would otherwise be almost impossible to execute convincingly and which would be far easier to perform in live acoustics, allowing to move the hands or fingers and feet over the keyboards and pedals with more ease. Needless to say, the original notation and intentions of the composer must at all times be respected with the highest integrity by the performer. On phrasing uh, voice parts unevenly at the end of phrases, in other words, not cutting voices at the end of phrases simultaneously as required by the composer's score, but taking off voices, parts, hands, feet, after another resulting in a much more natural and coherent way without uh, dry or sick gaps in the sound and musical flow. I do not have the time here to illustrate the observations above examples from the organ literature. Uh, I might have more time later. In any case, these suggestions are much easier to demonstrate than to explain in writing. So, what do you think, Osh, about Eddie's ideas? Well, yes, we are very interesting and might be useful, you know, for some organists. But, you know, I would have to disagree that playing in the 
live acoustics or in big acoustics is easier. It depends who is playing, right? I know. It depends on the concrete room, on the concrete organ, you know, and on what you are playing, actually. And if Eddie is really experienced in, in playing um, at large cathedrals, let's say, with uh, reverberant rooms, then it comes really natural to him. True. <clears throat> but, but, you know... You need to play well in either room, either with acoustics or without acoustics. Because if you will do something technically incorrect, you know, everybody will hear it in either way, in any circumstances. It doesn't mean, you know, that if you are playing in a reverberant room and you will play something incorrectly, you know, nobody will hear it. Everybody will hear it. And it will sound even worse. Why? Because the acoustics, you know, will expand it. Amplify? Yes, amplify it. Um, let's say you hit the wrong note. I know. And it will last for three or ten seconds. I know, it will last much longer, uh -huh. so everybody will be able to hear it. And remember, uh -huh, you're right here. Uh, but probably what he wrote about large acoustics is, remember, uh, we had a short, uh, like, small studio organ at the uh, Academy of Music in Vilnius um, in 316th auditorium. Um, Neo-Baroque Alexander Schuke organ with 14 stops, I believe, two manuals. And it's really tricky to play this organ because it's really no reverberation and everything you play is so on on the face, on the nose. Well, I believe it had 12 stops, 12? if I remember correctly, and a couple of... You know what I added in my imagination? A what? couple of reeds. It doesn't have reeds, so... Yeah. Well, yes, I remember that time, you know, playing at that room. It was very tricky. Mm -hmm. It was hard, actually. So that's m what probably Eddie is referring to. Because you felt like, you know, playing on on the ice. It's very slippery. Yes. Maybe the keys are um, not um, pure wooden keys, but, you know, plastic keys. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so shortening crests in, in shorter acoustics. And, you know, I think this question just explains, you know, one thing that you need to adjust each time when you play on a different instrument in a different room. Mm -hmm. And that uh, either dry acoustic or live acoustic has its its way to approaching the instrument and to approaching music. It's kind of similar that you have to approach your music every every time freshly with fresh pair of ears it's like an unfamiliar environment and also unfamiliar piece you have to prepare pretend you're playing and hearing this piece you know for the first time and of course you if you are playing in a dry room you probably will have to play faster you probably will have to articulate less talking about baroque fugue for example mm -hmm. and of course it, it will be different you know you cannot maybe play as, do as much rubato as you would do in the 
flash acoustics and the rest at the, at the end of the phrases would be shorter but you know when of course there will be also you know positive things when playing in the dry acoustics you will not have to worry that things will get you know messy mm -hmm. and I would see that the dry acoustic is especially not especially good but easier to play with other musicians for example to play duets not necessarily organ duets but but like chamber music you're right to play with soloists like either voice or you know especially like flute or violin because every part will be audible sure and it would be easier to communicate while not having a large acoustics mm -hmm. for beginners do you think large acoustics pose larger problems or dry acoustics I think that's large acoustics because we are not used to it. Because many, you know, come to organ after practicing piano for some years. Mm -hmm. And it's more like playing piano that way, you know, when you play in a dry acoustics. And large acoustics is so different. So I think it challenges more the young performer. You're, you're right, Osha. Because... Um because um, not too many people start out in large cathedrals, their organ journey. I know. I know, let's say, two seconds of reverberation is not the same as ten seconds of reverberation. Have you played a ten second? Remember? Yes, I had it. And you? Uh, we both played, actually, in, in Detroit. Yes. I think it was, like, more of a ten second reverberation. Yes, and it was very nice. What did you play? I played, um, I believe, a beautifully suite, yeah. Maybe not entire suite, but I think a two, couple of two, moments. Two moments, yes. And I played um, lists B, C, H, prelude and fugue on B, E, C, H. Do you remember any, any feeling, any experience? Well, actually, I think that went quite well. And I remember it was a nice experience. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it actually a lot. And we'll, we can tell you stories about uh, maybe 12 second reverberation after our trip to London, St. Paul's <laughs> Cathedral yes. this summer. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, but you know, there are sometimes things that you are thinking you will go and you will find reverberation. And, and uh, after you know going to that particular organ, you realize that there is no reverberation or almost no reverberation, even if you play historical organs, as for example uh, we did in September, last September in in Poland. Uh huh. The old Hildebrand organ from 1717, I believe, in the village of Paslen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you have to adjust, and that's the beauty of it, right? I know, you never know, so just be ready to face challenges. Exactly, you are continuing the old tradition that comes back, you know, from from the time of STMP and True. Robert's Bridge Codex, and even earlier that was not written in, written out. Um, so. Maybe from the time of Hydraulis too. 
Ctesibios, engineer from Alexandria, who created the first uh, hydraulic organ, started out this tradition and were diligently carrying it into the next millennium or even further. Yes, but what about about you know if you could choose, would you choose the reverberant room or no acoustics? I would choose the reverberant room. Yes, it's it's much nicer. I I think it gives sort of liveliness to the organ. Exactly. And sort of you know increases the mystery. Mm-hmm. You you if you're a listener, uh, I I would always imagine I'm uh, underneath a swimming pool, you know, submerged maybe 20 feet, and and listening to the music of the water and fish and you know things like that <laughs> it's really fun of course <laughs> i didn't include in my calculations the water pressure but but who cares <laughs> that's right what uh, what about you when you are listening to reverberant room music uh, and sitting in the middle of the dome let's say what do you feel I feel well, actually. I enjoy it a lot. And I feel, you know, sorry for churches that has no acoustics. And I always think, you know, what could you do in order to to make it better? Oh, all right. You could uh, ex- uh, eliminate all the cushions? Yes, and all the carpets. <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe just, you no. Know, Destroy some windows and make a solid walls. Majority of churches won't do that, right? But some, know, a little bit of minority will. I wish that, you know, architects, especially in nowadays, would think more about acoustics when building, you know, their houses and, and churches especially. I think you're asking too much from architects because sometimes they even don't uh, plan the room for the organ. I know, and it's just too bad. Good, guys. Um, Thank you, guys, for listening. Uh, We hope this was useful to you. Uh, This question was really thought-provoking. And please send us more of questions like that. We love helping you grow. This was Vidas. And Usha. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.